When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Cop Update with the LFC Day Troopers. I am Gav, and we are here for the next half an hour or so. It's Monday, it's the start of another week, so um, yeah, let's see how, our, how we are. Um, on today's show, um, if you're in here, throw anything you have in there. I see Garrett McDonald is throwing something in, which I will get to in a second. Um, your comments are the most important bit. If you want to hit the like button, um, if you want to share it across your social media, or you want to subscribe, go ahead and do that as well. Um, let me see. James reckons there's a quadruple incoming. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Until it's not possible, I am with you on that. Um, Ali Ace, a squad looking so strong, and to add Carvalho to this squad for next season, um, he's he's delighted with that. Going to talk about that in a minute as well. Um, Garrett McDonald says, afternoon, all the Echo are reporting. Liverpool are closely monitoring Corinton Toliso at Bayern, available on a free in the summer, and Nicolo Zaniolo at Roma, who's stalling on new contract talks. So there you go. Um, afternoon, Reds. I'm on time in case Gav starts his slander again. It wasn't slander. We just made we made an accusation against you last night. Um, still to be, you still have to prove it wasn't you, um, Red Steve. And if you can prove that, absolutely fine. If not, we stand by everything we said. How does that sound? Um, Dylan O'Rourke says afternoon. Dylan O'Rourke, of course, my quiz partner for Thursday night. You better be studying big time for Thursday night. Um, we have a massive score to try be um, come Thursday and the quiz. So make sure uh, you do that. Emma Cavanagh says. New hoodie for Valentine's, Gav? No, not quite. Um, it's just a, it's just a hoodie, mate. Um, I've loads of them. Um, so that's it. Nil also, Stephen. Don't start, please. Um, afternoon, this is Kevin Ball. Afternoon, Kevin Ball. Um, I titled this show Liverpool looking so strong. Um, and the reason I done it was because Chris made a point on the show last night when he went, "Isn't it amazing how?" The incoming of Luis Diaz changes the, you know, the perspective on the whole squad, and it ha- really, really has. And coupled with players coming back from injury, coming back from tournaments, um, just to see the players that were left out of the squad yesterday was, and we, we said I said this last week, there's big decisions to be made by Jurgen Klopp, and I'm already getting the hint of. You know, oh, he's not in the squad. Like Joe Gomez, for argument's sake. Joe Gomez, um, what happened to him in the summer? He's not in the squad at the moment. Um, Minamino, 
wasn't in the squad. Curtis Jones wasn't in the squad despite playing the last couple of games. And I'm starting to wonder if when we look at this, is it something we just have to get used to? Because let's be honest, no matter how good our players are, right, or how good we've performed and the trophies we've won, there's always been a question around our squad. And when you have injuries, like we had last season, which were horrific, when you have injuries like that, you start getting questions around players. And rightfully so in some cases where you go, they're always injured or they're not performing or whatever. And that's absolutely fine. But it's, isn't it a bit mad that we, we were fully fit now? Um, and now it's like, and Chris said it again last night as well, and this is why I wanted to touch on it. People are like, oh, well, we're so strong. We have all these players, so this fella needs to go. This fella needs to go. I'm all for strengthening the squad if one needs to go out and one needs to go in. I'm absolutely fine with that. But do we need to just get away? Like, I don't hear this from Man City fans. Man City have a phenomenal squad. I have made up, spent a huge amount of money on them. Um, they've handpicked who they've needed. They literally have two 11s to put out there. No issues. And we don't hear from them going, oh, he has to go, he has to go. They just go, we've all these here and we can use this and we can use that and we can use this and it doesn't matter. That's where we want to get to, isn't it? Isn't that, it has to be where we want to get to. Do we need to cut out the immediate reaction of it's a full squad we pick 11, we pick, I think it's seven subs, isn't it? Um, or nine subs and you play whatever it is, and many on the bench. And then you're looking going, there's three or four going to miss out here. Should we not look be looking at that as a real positive going? It's not nice for Joe Gomez, Minamino, Curtis Jones and whoever else was left out of the squad yesterday. But it's up to them to get back into it. And we need to kind of change our outlook. Now, that's, I'm not saying that with without caveat the caveat of don't get me wrong if you want if you if you feel that we could upgrade a centre midfielder if you feel we could upgrade an attacker a fullback a centre back a goalkeeper whatever it might be that's absolutely fine but do we need to stop looking to just go this player this player he won't play again this player's like it's not going to happen for him um, he's out of the squad like I think I still think Joe Gomez has, could have a part to play in this season you know there's nothing to stop a centre-half getting injured or lose a bit of form or have a dip or anything could happen. Joe Gomez comes back in because I think Joe Gomez probably needs one or two impressive games beside Van Dijk and people will go, do you remember how good they were? Like, they were phenomenal um, in the nineteen twenty season. They were phenomenal, you know, and you can't forget that. Now, I understand Joe Gomez had a big injury since. It's taken him a while to come back. But overall, is it... The question I'm supposed I'm asking is, is it hard, and I, and I actually understand if the answer to this is yes, is it hard for us to deal mentally as a fan base with a fully fit squad where I think all of them have something to offer? Is it difficult for us to do that? And and is a coping mechanism with that, oh, if we get rid of him and we, he won't play, he won't play, he won't play, and we get rid of him and him and him, and we ne- we nearly like to live on the edge a little bit, and when that comfort comes, we're not too sure how how to deal with it. it it's a, it's a strange one, and I was just it was from listening to the lads last night and watching the chat last night that I kind of went, "We look so strong. How do we, as a fan base, deal with this mentally?" Because I think the way to look at it is going: if you trust a manager and you're giving them all the pawns to play with, 
that he's he's actually brought in the vast majority of these players. You just have to be happy and go let him deal with it. That's all you wanted for him. All you wanted for him was as many players available as possible, on form, you know, performing when they come in, pushing to get into the force eleven, pushing to get onto the bench even, and leave the rest of the man that knows what he's doing. Did we did we struggle to deal with it? That that's the question. Let me read out some um, stuff. Um, the lack of injuries is a massive thing as well. We normally have at least a few. We absolutely do, own, and we could have in three or four weeks where we're going, we're back where we were, where we always feel we are. You know the sort of way. Um, the squad being fit is a major boost, especially coming through January the way we did. Says Kevin Sullivan, fully agree. Scott's mate says. Good afternoon, Gav. I think this is the strongest squad I've seen. I've been watching since 2005, and I've never seen a squad stronger than the squad we have now. Yeah, I think that's very fair, Scott. Um, we were talking last night, maybe 2000, 2001, 2002, around then was really good, but you had less subs on the bench, and it didn't feel so much like a squad game, um, even even going back, with some, it's 20 years now, but even going back then, it didn't feel so much like a squad game as it does now. Luis Diaz... And one or two coming back from injury and our squad looks unreal, says Stephen. I think it's because we have five top options up front. Yeah, I think it's huge. And even if you put Minamino and Origi in there, Minamino I think has been more than okay this season. Origi, it's been disappointing that he was injured when we kind of needed him. But he scored a couple of big goals for us this season as well. But his future for me will be one of the fours that might be sorted in the summer. Um, Gomez's situation is difficult, says Kev, um, because no one expected Matip to stay fit this much this season. Plus, Gomez's injury was meant to be worse than VVD, so it might take him a while longer to get going again. That's very fair. That's very fair. And this is what I'm saying. And you, you know what? You've made a great point because instead of us looking going, oh, Gomez isn't in the squad, right? and he was in the squad two or three squads ago, do we need to look at it and, and Klopp is probably talking to the player, the medical team are talking to the player and saying, you know what, look, we're not writing you off, but we, we're actually in a good place at the moment where we feel we can give you the proper time to come back and be absolutely right in what you're doing. Because I, I, I've no doubts that uh, Jürgen Klopp values and um, thinks that you, Joe Gomez is a really, really good player and a valuable member of this squad. Um so yeah, it it could be one of those where they've just found the right time to say, right, Joe, listen, you're wearing squad, you're getting the odd game, we're going to give you a little bit more time and we'll get you in. You know, we have a little bit of a buffer at this time. And this is where it comes back to the mentality where people go, Joe Gomez not in the squad. Um, Aston Villa want Joe Gomez. Steven Gerrard will try to get Joe Gomez. I sad to see him go. How much will we get? Are we making too much of this? Because at the end of the day, Van Dijk, Kanate, Matip, Gomez. They are four centre-backs. Like, we we call out for centre-back options. You've seen it last season where we were struggling, but that was a, an outlier for me, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, like, if you saw Joe Gomez on the last day of the January transfer window, now Phillips had left, okay, and you were bringing Reese Williams back from Swansea, people would have went, what are we fucking doing here? It's still our four centre-backs. Now, I can't see him playing two centre-backs on the bench anyway, along with two on the pitch. You know, especially if you have a Fabinho there, for if, if it's an emergency within the squad on match day. But it's still our four centre-backs, so it's an interesting one. Uh, Owen says the Gomez one isn't a massive thing for me because no need to have two centre-backs on the bench. Sorry, I didn't even read that before I said it. On the bench, I think Klopp said that previously. 
If the squad stays fit for most of the season, we get an idea of who Klopp wants in his matchday squad majority of the time. We shouldn't worry about leaving players out. City don't worry. That's my point exactly. That That's not our concern. Once he... All we can ask is that a manager who I believe is the best we've had since um, Bob Paisley, if that manager has all the pawns that he has put in place in this squad available to him for the vast majority of what's left of this season, you just trust him because you, we know how good he is. We absolutely know how good he is. Um, hopefully we have these options for the cup final. Yeah, that that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, MC says, notice we, we ain't talking about Divock or Tacky anymore. That's how good our depth is now. I am still talking about them. I am because, you know, we need all the players. With the competition room, we will need them all. And that this is the point I'm trying to make. Don't write, don't write it off. Don't just write players off because, oh, don't get me wrong, Mane, Salah, Jota, Diaz, Firmino. They're, you're going to pick three three of them from that five for the vast majority of the games. But don't write the lads off when when a, a, you know an FA Cup game comes along, like Norwich, and you go, you know what, we've big European games coming up. The league is still there. Minamino throw them in. Origi throw them in. Wherever it might be. You don't write them off. This is what the squad is all. It's all about. Um, if you look at the bench yesterday, Diaz, Elias, Simakas, Kanate, Jota are all players we signed in the last couple of years and show us how strong our depth is, says Sam Tandy. Um, sorry, there's loads of stuff coming in. So I keep reading them out and kind of pushing stuff on it. Red says, spot on, Gav. Tired of Tired already of peace wanting exits from our squad. We've been waiting f- for strength and depth in our squad. Name me any other player who can do what Bobby does. Um, I think, I think if if you look at people wanting exits, there's a couple of names that are going to a hundred percent pop up. There's just no way around it. You know, I, I, I'm on record. I think Origi will go. There's a chance Minamino goes. There's a chance both of them go and you go with them five lads up front. Only if, for me, you, if Milner signs a new deal, he stays there, but I think it's in a much more reduced capacity. If Carvalho comes in, he's looked upon for me as a midfielder. I think he might make a decision on one other midfielder and bring another one in. Because numbers-wise, we're fine. It's about keeping those numbers high all season. Um, But with regards to Firmino, you could have an argument over his, his, his output. Over the last while, I still look at him and think the guy just never stops playing football. But look, I'll always go back to it. I'm on here, you're on here, you're giving opinion, I'm giving opinion. There's other podcasts, channels, media, journals, wherever it might be, they all give an opinion. But at the end of the day, if Jurgen Klopp has all these players available, I think he's ultra confident of getting results for Liverpool and ultra confident of realistically landed some trophies for Liverpool. So our, our opinion will always go on, but our, you know, how much it matters, it doesn't really. But but at the end of the day, Jurgen Klopp with all them players, I'm I'm fully on board. I'm getting, getting very, very close and indeed achieving what he wants to achieve. Um, let me see. I'll just scroll down here because there's loads and loads and loads of them. Let me get down here. Um, 18, 19, we only conceded about nine goals in 20 games with Gomez and VVD starting. Joe Gomez is an outstanding defender. Like, you know, is he as good as Matip in the air? Probably not. Is he faster? Yeah. Does he cover better? Yeah. Is he a better footballer? They're on a par. 
with Kanate, Kanate is probably the one where you look and go, he's really good in the air, he's really strong, he's a good passer as well. I think you'd probably, you'd probably front up Kanate against Gomez more, but that's what you want. You know, if, if we if we have to argue over who centre-half is better among from three of them four, because Van Dijk is just Van Dijk, that's what you want. That's exactly where you want. Uh, Van Dena Dialen, and I hope I got that right, having the fully fit squad is a lovely headache and something we've never had. Trust in Klopp to get it right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taurus says, Gavin, the squad, it's a side effect of a distorted league. We have to be perfect. The media embraced first is first, second is nowhere to a level we haven't seen before. <clears throat> the levels in the league are unbelievable. You know, if we, if we win our game in hand, we will be six points behind Man City. Um, currently seven points clear of Chelsea and I don't know how many clear of Fort. But I, I would expect realistically Liverpool and City to be 10, 12 points clear easy of third place. So it's one of those where the levels are absolutely un- ridiculous. You know what I mean? And City have, with the way they've spent, with the way they've put a squad together and with the way they play, have brought have brought it to the stage where air levels have to be nigh on perfect. But having said that, Guardiola makes a really good point today, and I'm not as big as fan, but he says, I don't believe Jurgen Klopp when he says he can't, he, he thinks he can't catch us. And the reason for it is, and he, it's a good point, he says, look at the run we're on, and realistically we'll only be six points clear. Right? And if you look at it, I can easily pick you out three games. Forget what City have done because they've been brilliant, right? And one of the losses, the first game of the season away to Spurs, the other one I'm trying to remember now, but they draw Southampton and does bits and pieces. But I can easily pick you three games where Liverpool should have won the game, no problem. Chelsea away, um, Brighton at home, Brentford away. There's three that we drew and we should have won the game, okay? And that will put us level with City. But that's that's how tight it is. And that's where Guardiola is saying, no matter how good they've been, we're only six points clear, uh, and we probably shouldn't be. So that's that's just how how um, how just how small the gap is in in being perfect and being like literally people not talking about toilet breaks. Um, you know, um, we're fixing to smash the Premier League, and Inter are going to get slapped hard out of the Champions League. Uh, toy will be over this week. I like I like your confidence. Four wins in a row now in the Premier League. Hopefully we can go on a 10 plus win streak and see if City crack or not. Next one to crack. Next one to make a mistake. I'm telling you, it's um, it's absolutely, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know why Palace at home is coming up. Is it something I said or is it, sorry, Palace at home. They lost to Palace at home. Sorry, you're answering me question for me. Yeah, um, Southampton taking two draws versus City. Nothing is impossible. Yeah, nothing is impossible. But this, this, this is what I'm trying to get around to. Nothing is impossible. But what's our best chance? Okay? Our best chance is all these players available. Jürgen Klopp in charge of them. And let's park. This fella needs to go. This fella needs to go. This fella shouldn't be here in the summer. He mightn't be. But he's here now. Let's park all that. Let's see what we can do with 23, 24 players, um, you know, available and see how far we can go. Um, it's cities to lose at this stage. It's in their hands. As Veranda Chase, a hundred percent is. That's why I think if City were to draw the game, and we if we beat Leeds and get it to six, and City were to draw and we were to win, and it gets it down to four, you still we have to win at the Etihad. We have to win at the Etihad because 
if we get a slip between now and then from City and we go in and win at the Etihad and we're down to one or level, right? Or even if we go toe-to-toe and we beat them there and it's down to three, there'll be seven games left with three points in it. Trust me, I don't care how fucking good Man City are and I don't care how good Liverpool are. The nerves will jangle and it'll be whoever holds it to get our best because they're both brilliant, brilliant teams. But when it gets down to things like that, anything can happen. Manchester United in 2011-12 are eight points clear of Man City with six games to go, I think. And they lose the title on goal difference. That's how much it can just change in a blink of an eye. Um, Jake Simister says, Gav, just a general question. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I haven't seen your name in here before, but Jake, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, Monday, start for another week, but um, I'm good. Let's talk about Virgil van Dijk. So Virgil van Dijk, um, horrific injury last season. He's out for, is it 10 months he's out for? Something like that. Um, and he's come back and he's looked really good. And at times he's looked, I think Matip has outperformed him in certain games. But I've got the sense over the last couple that Virgil van Dijk looks like he's back to feeling like Virgil van Dijk before pre-injury. I thought against, I think he plays against Cardiff and he's really good. Now, people would say it's only Cardiff, but he was really, there was something different about him. He plays against Leicester on Thursday and he just had that impenetrable look off him. Whether it was in the air, along the ground, covering, his passing, everything about him um, looked brilliant. And yesterday was another different kind of challenge and he marshaled that line perfectly um, and the evidence is there in, you know, the amount of times that Burnley get caught offside, despite it being made out that they um, they had a lot of chances, a lot was offside. I just think he's looking back to his absolute best. Does anybody agree? Does anybody disagree? Throw it in the chat and we'll have a little chat about it before we finish up. Um, Sam reckons... Van Dyke just keeps on getting better and better. Just hope he stays fit now. Absolutely. Nay compliments me hoodie. Thanks. Um, the obsession with the hoodies is mental. Everton's annual spanking is normally C and it will probably happen again. Remember 13-14 Everton when fans celebrated City scoring? Yes. Um, but Everton can't hold up on this. Everton, they've got a good win against Leeds but other teams around them have won as well. Newcastle. You know, Norwich are beaten but just Listen, all it'll take is another Everton defeat and someone wins a game and they pull back. They're right in it. There's no doubt about it. Until Everton put two or three wins on the board and put themselves probably six, seven points clear of the bottom three, right now they're still in it. And when it comes around to that City game, which I think is coming up very soon, they're still in it. They'll still have to have a go at City. Will they beat City? No, in my opinion. Um, but they will have to have a go. They really will. Um, which sports will show up against City? The one who, who where to dare is to do or the one that plays in North London, says Red Steve. They've been very poor. Um, before we get back onto Van Dyke, but Spurs, I don't know what. I just, I didn't feel like it was a window they wanted to have. I know they signed two players, Bentecourt and the other guy, um, but it just felt like they were doing it for the sake of doing it. And they've just dropped points everywhere. They, like they were well beaten. They were beaten three two by Southampton. Well beaten. It looks like they were well beaten by Wolves at home as well. Um, nobody really wants that top four spot. United draw at the weekend. West Ham draw. Um, and it's just Arsenal didn't play. 
sports had these games in hand and they're starting to disappear these games in hand and the advantage they could have had if they put a couple of results on the board is, is starting to disappear and I just don't know if Conte suits them. I just don't know if he suits them. Um, Chris Brack reckons Van Dijk is getting closer to his best. He's starting to lose that positional rustiness on the turn, which caught him out of Leicester away, for example. Scary for the rest of the league. City haven't looked great the last few games, says Emma. They've not been blowing teams away. Two draws and a loss to us, and it's in our hands. Everyone concentrating on City losing. A couple of draws will do. Um, a horrific injury caused by this poxy continue to play even though it's offside rules from Veranda Chiefs. yeah we discussed that last night I can't get my head around it I really can't um, seeing Virgil back puts a smile on my face he's the face of Liverpool's strength um, just seeing him getting better and better um, it's brilliant and he was a bit rusty and Mata was covering a couple of times but um, just the last couple of games he's just looked imperious to be honest with you Passio says VVD looking a lot better in the last few games. He has been pouring. However, he was looking a bit hesitant prior to the international break, but the break seems to have done him the world of good. Yeah, it was probably he's building back up from the start of the season. He gets that break, he comes back, and it's probably just his body settling now. And he just feels he just feels comfortable, I think. He just feels comfortable. And look, no matter how good you are, when you're out for that amount of time with that sort of injury, there's always going to be a niggling deal. And to get a good run of games, have a rest, reassess and go back and go, yeah, everything everything is grand. You know, I'm delighted. Uh, Paul Gormley doesn't rate Everton's chances with Frank uh, Lampard. He says he hasn't got a clue. Um, Arsenal, we got the top four, Gav. Who do you think gets the fourth spot? Throw it in, in the chat who you think gets the fourth spot. It's definitely Liverpool City. I think Chelsea will more than have enough. But who's getting that top? Like, look at the form Wolves are on. Wolves are starting to creep into contention there. Really creep into contention. Now, it might be a bit too much of them with the size of the squad they have or the quality in the squad, but stranger things have happened when you actually start to look at the results going around West Ham, United, Spurs. Arsenal probably look most promising at the moment, in fairness to them. I know the Wolves get beaten by Arsenal the week, but overall, Wolves have been playing well. Arsenal do look the ones that could capitalise on all this. The only worry I have about Arsenal is how many games have they got against big teams left? Because they just don't seem to win them. They really, really don't. Um, Conte got lied to by Spurs chairman. Promises broken, says Match Matshoya. It do, just doesn't look like he suits them. What he wants and what he can get just doesn't look like it suits. Um, I, I want to say Brakhuizen Tree. That's the name. I hope I'm right. He says West Ham best keeper. Wolves for forces. Gary McDonald. West Ham are stuttering as well. There's a lot of draws being thrown in there. Um, could be anyone, says Kev. They're all a bit shit and inconsistent. Yeah. Um, Arsenal for Cahill. He reckons he reckons they'll get it. If Neto comes back for and Wolves have a chance. I think he's had a, a problem with the injury, hasn't he? I, I, that was a week or two ago somebody said that to me and I haven't heard anything since. Um, I don't know if Reclaimer is in today, but he will want those 100 likes. You're on 61. There's 171 watching. So give her a bash um, before now or before you leave. Um let me see. Red Steve, big hurling update here. He says, not looking good in the curling. Even the girls, three stones behind going into the final end. Can't see it happening. I can't see it happening. Eve and the girls will have, probably have to go back to the drawing board there, uh, Steve. Um, Arsenal will bottle fort, says the faster tortoise too. They all seem to be bottling at the moment. But Arsenal seem to be the ones that are just on a little bit of form. And probably the most settled, would you say? 
probably the most settled in what they're doing. Like West Ham have all that court zoom and stuff going on. What's going on at United is just mayhem. Spores look like they're treading water. You know, do Arsenal look the most the most reliable at the moment, the most settled? I think they might. Um, City are boring to watch as live aboard MV. I've heard that a couple of times. I don't watch an awful lot of them, to be honest. When they go one up, I just go, ah, oh, that's it. And I, I head off. Um, but a few people have said that to me. Um, constant just get to the byline and cut it back across the box. Match says United um, or Arsenal for fourth place. Hmm. We had a chat on Jordan Henderson last night and it was a good chat. It was, and of course you can get the show. You can go back and watch it or you can download and listen to it. But what do people think on, on Jordan Henderson? I'm I'm kind of in the camp that, you know, he does look a bit off it. There's no doubt about that. I think with the players we have available now and, and with, with the squad we have available, is it a chance, a bit like Joe Gomez, to turn to Henderson and go, look, you've been carrying the odd niggle, your back was at you last week, you know, you've played a lot of games, could it be a chance for, could it be a chance for just Klopp to say to him, listen, take the next two games off and let's get you right? Because he does have a problem uh, with a back and he seems to be back fairly quick. I'm not too sure if that's working for him. Could it be one of those a lot of people would claim it's just Jordan Henderson, he's not good enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not really in that camp. I'd like to give a player that's served us that well for so long the chance to prove himself. Now, don't get me wrong, if you get two or three weeks off and you come back and you go, he's fully refreshed and he just seems to be a bit off. Maybe we have another discussion about it. But right now, was, would it be best for Klopp to bait, give him another couple of games off and go, let's get you absolutely right and get going then. You know, we, we can afford to do it over the next, say, two games or whatever. Hearts of Liverpool, Jamie Phillips says, good afternoon, Gav. Good afternoon, uh, Jamie Phillips. Um, I hope you're well. Um, we've been, we've seen bad teams going for top four last season when we were gifted toward. Yeah, that's true. Like when you look what we were, we were left with, with the fight with, um, we ended up getting toward, which was a bit crazy, wasn't it? When we were being written off. Um, I, I just counterclockwise fingered the like button. Please follow Sue. That sounds a bit weird, but fair enough. Um, we would beat United when they come to Anfield. Yeah, I should hope so. Um, we're way better than United. Way better. Like, what's going on at United is mayhem. It's it's all over the bleeding place, you know. Jesse Lingard got to- told to take time off, and then he's on. He's playing the other day. And um, this is after him saying that he was ready to go and play. It's, it's Ronaldo stuff's coming out. It's you know, it's just not good there. It's just not good, and, and I don't know whether it's Ranić's not right for the job, even in a six-month term, or Ranić is absolutely bang on right, and he's calling out a couple of players here, and he, they're just not having a bar of him. Um, it's it's really I I really don't know on him. Um, it's a show tonight, Gav. Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I'm we're working on something this afternoon, but if there is, we you'll you'll know about it. It'll be across our social media. Sarah Van says, uh, Sarah Vanan says, uh, Hendo's been overplayed, he needs a rest. I think it might be that. I think it, it might be that. Paul Gormley thinks he looks knackered. I'd rest him for a few weeks or a month and he'd come back ready to go. I also agree with that. Uh, City just like playing those um, shitheads on FIFA that run to the boiling and cut back for a scabby goal so for the chase. Oh, someone got that done against them by the sounds of it. Yeah, but that's that's what a, a couple of people have said that. Um, I would have Elliot start on Wednesday, let Henderson have a rest. So the rest thing seems to be coming across. 
which is good. You know, it's it's getting away from just, you know, um, it's getting away from us just writing players off and making big, mad statements on players after a couple of games or whatever. Um, On-farm Henderson should have a couple of games on the bench to rest and recharge. Plus, we've seen this Henderson. He relishes the challenge to win his place back. I think he'll have a fight. I think he will. Because I've said it. I I don't care how young he is. Harvey Elliott is made for that right-hand side of um, number eight. In previous versions of this Liverpool side, he doesn't. Going back probably... Year we win the title, year we win the Champions League. But what we're trying to do in midfield now, it actually suits Harvey Elliott better than anyone else. That's just that's just my opinion. Um, Air Bench yesterday beats his United team, says Paul Gormley. They're just really bad. Um, Aunt Dicko reckons United are us from the 90s onwards. So there's a bit in there. United are in the mud, says Arsenal for life. Um, uh, Carvalho talk, Gav, he is coming. Uh, coming soon. Yeah, I don't know if they can announce it, but it looks like it is close to being done or done already, but it, it, I don't know if they can announce it because of the way he's, the contract is and stuff like that, but we'll have to wait and see. Inter on Wednesday. Um, anyone want to give me some early predictions for Inter on Wednesday? Let me know. Throw it in there. I'm going to finish up in a minute or two. But like I said, we'll try to sort the show out for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, there'll be a midweek fix tomorrow. There'll be full-time Reds on Wednesday. There'll be a Quiz on Thursday and Sports Unplugged on Friday and the cop update as always um, every afternoon. Um, Jamie Holmes' most balanced midfield is Fabinho, Thiago Elliott. I agree. I do agree. But we should be able with the numbers we have to probably change one or two of them and still go out and play the way we want to play. Um, if the players are... Um, if the players are up and performing and want to get into this side they need to be able to replace any of those three and keep us playing the way we play Liverpool 2-1 says James LFC Paul Gormley says we win 3-0 on Wednesday 3-0 win Salah double 3-1 Liverpool says own 2-1 says Real Talk Liverpool 2-0 says Ali A loads of wins here Um, 2-0 by Redman Um, and somebody says Red Steve says check the trippers Gmail I'll wait here on my high horse Till the apology. Oh, I can check now live if you want, or I can check it afterwards and come back to you with um, a response tomorrow. Let me see. Um, let me see. Oh, he sent a picture. Let me see. <laughs> he sent the picture. Um, this is really good content. But I don't know what it means. Um, he just sent me a picture from his show last night. Um, he says, see always good comments. I'd expect a groveling apology from you, Keith and Chris. We'll have to investigate that, Steve, further. We'll have to investigate it further and we will make a response to you. Okay. Um, loads of two nils. Mane two. Diaz one. Three nils says Dylan O'Rourke. Diaz fourth goal. LFC three nils says Vernon. Uh, nil all to us by three goals says Red Steve. So there you go. Um, let me see no game no team in Europe has lost less games in all competitions this season than Liverpool so we should be optimistic 3-0 Italian football is miles off the uh, Premier League look at the AC Milan game I think yeah yeah could be uh, Red Steve said this is great great TV yeah well you're sending me emails I'm asked, asked for groveling apologies so uh, let me check it out and I'll email you back and then we'll see how we go but if you if you want me to make a response then on the show I absolutely will but um, we stand by what we said last night 
um, until investigations are completed. Um, I love this madness, though. I really do. 84 likes, uh, the reclaimer will want 16 more, just to let you know. Not me, the reclaimer. But um, that's been a really good show. We've got through a lot. Um, as I said, we're trying to sort something for tonight. If we can get it sorted, we will let you know across our social media. Don't forget to check out Failicon. Link for the website. Link for the donate page is in the description. We're just about quarter of the way there. Two and a half thousand of the 10,000 just about reached. Every penny counts. If you can help, please help. If you know anyone that can help, send them on the link or just send the link on to everyone you know and let them have a look because I think after reading it, they will be kind of going, oh yeah, no, I'll throw these a few quid. So do that if you can. If you're a subscriber, go to the community tab. Click in there, you will see the details for our messenger service. Um, it's all done on an app on your phone. It's really easy. There's loads of people in there having a lovely, lovely time. And if you want to join that, you can click on it. it. Takes a minute or so to set up via um, giving them an, e- an email address. You can get it for absolutely free, which is fine. Or you can donate two ninety nine a month to the LFC Day Trippers, which will go towards the running of the app and anything else will go to charity we're not taking a penny over the 299 gets you nothing extra it's just a way to support us to help charities and keep that messenger running um so if that's for you absolutely go and check that out too that has been the cop update for today which is a monday we will talk to you soon enjoy the rest of your day over now sports social podcast network